The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult your appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Hey, it's February. Happy February, everybody. Happy Festivus. Happy uh, Mardi Gras. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Ash Wednesday. It's February 2024. You're one month closer to retirement or you're one month further into retirement and are you worried uh should you be worried are you concerned when was the last time you talked to your broker when was the last time you talked to your financial guy stop worrying time to check in with kevin lloyd with legacy wealth advisors good morning kevin lloyd hey good morning you know that they they will be most likely um talking to their accountant soon or at least maybe walking into that office they'll be walking into their cpa <laughs> accountant cpa right. enrolled agent you know what have you uh they'll be we'll be doing our taxes i mean we're gathering all of our data right now yes and we're trying to uh figure out a way to save money in taxes but you know i know <laughs> i know it's it's so it's it's like a light bulb went off wait a minute hold on a second i'm just running around trying to record and to document what i did last year i'm not trying to actually reduce my taxes right and we think we are you know right i mean i guess i guess the greatest misnomer in all financial if you don't get all that data i guess maybe you wouldn't be saving money in taxes right but the year's over there's nothing really that you can do i mean your accountant might have you put some money in a uh, traditional ira or something where you might be able to deduct a little bit yeah uh, but then you got to look at it and say, okay, saving money in taxes on making that pre-tax contribution to, to a traditional IRA, is that really a good thing for me? And and the reason I say that, McGraw, is, is that, um, yeah, I might get a deduction today for that. But when I'm older and I have to take out the required minimum distribution, or if I just need a withdrawal sometime down the road when I'm retired, uh, Will I be paying less tax on that or will I be paying more tax on that than I got as a deduction going in? And for good savers, McGraw, most of them end up paying a lot more tax when they pull it out on the back end than they would have got as a deduction going in. Where if they were able to do a traditional IRA contribution into pre-tax, they were eligible to do a contribution right. into a Roth IRA that grows tax-free. You just don't get to deduct it right now. Right, yeah. And, uh, of course, this is the season where you said you you pull in, you, you start to see your CPA or your accountant. It's also the season when they say, oh, your taxes are much higher. If you would have done this last year, you could have, you would have reduced your taxes. Yeah, well, why didn't you tell me that last year? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling me that in February and March. Wait, weren't we supposed to meet like in the off season to go over these things? So true. All right. You, I've, I've, I had an interesting meeting this week that I can't wait to get to and ask you about it. Oh, okay. Uh, but first, let's give a plug for the, um, for the, uh, for the seminar, February 20th. The uh, website's uh, up and running, whenretirementhappens.com. February 20th is a tax seminar in your office for space. It's filling up pretty quick. 
Give us a little primer. Give us a little uh, juice on this thing. Well, I'm actually still designing it, right? As we get to the new year, taxes and everything change or the brackets change. So I'm still designing it, and I'm more than willing uh, to make adjustments if someone emails me and says, hey, Kevin, um, I'd like to see something about this. Now, I already got everything that I'm probably going to be putting into this, but I'm still building it. And I like in every year... I build this um, based upon what I think is uh, in areas or areas that uh, would help individuals the most. Um, that way, when when they come in and, and go over everything, we're going over all tax facts and things like that, which is really exciting, right, to go over taxes, right? Um, but then I'm going to go over all these examples, and I'm going to go step by step through a few different examples um, to show you how you can get to this tax-free life. Now, I am, I am going to say that not everybody is going to be able to get to 100% tax-free life. But the vast majority of individuals can. And when we do the wrong things, we could end up paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in unnecessary taxes that if someone would have shown us long in advance, um, we wouldn't be in the position that we were in. And, and I found this out, McGraw, because, you know, when I when I first got into this industry, I was told, uh, go see your friends and family, right? Right. And so, well, my family's broke, so that, would, that wasn't... That <laughs> was, what was, do I do on Tuesday? <laughs> so then I'm out seeing my friends, you know, and they're all my age at that time, you right. know. Here I am in my young 20s, and I felt like I was more wrestling uh, my buddies for, like, their beer money. Right, right. <laughs> to, to put some money away for, for, for retirement. And quickly after that, I said, you know... Where is the money? Like, who's the people that have the money? Well, it's going to be people that were retired. So I said, okay, I'm only going to work with people that are retired, nobody else. And as I'm working with these people that are in retirement, I noticed that uh, they all were making the exact same mistake. Yeah, you were sitting in an interesting spot, and you kept seeing the same mistakes over and over again. Right, and it wasn't, McGraw, it wasn't that it was their mistake, it was their financial advisor's mistake or their accountant's mistake right. for not giving them the forward-looking proactive advice that they needed. And so at that time, required minimum distribution age was 70 and a half. So the vast majority of them were right there or already after it, and they were getting these required minimum distributions. They were all good savers, and they didn't want the money. They didn't need it. They didn't want it. But the government requires us to, to pull it out. Back then it was 70 and a half. Today it's not. Um, so today we're talking about the age of 73, and then it's going to go on after that depending upon your birth date. But this money comes down, okay? So we got to pull this money out of our 401s, 403Bs, traditional IRAs, qualified accounts at a certain age. Well, the money comes down. It's taxable to us, okay? But not only is it now taxable to us, it starts grabbing our other incomes right. like Social Security, and it starts pushing it into <coughs> the taxable column. So now, before I wasn't paying tax on my social or paying very little on my social, and now 85% of my Social Security is being taxed. This IRA distribution is coming out. It's being taxed. Not to mention... Now I'm being pushed up into the higher levels where my Medicare premiums are now going up and they're going to just continue to go up just like I think taxes will in the future year after year. And if somebody would have said, hey, let me forward project 
what this is going to look like with all of your other income sources and show you what your long-term tax liability is going to be. And McGraw, do it where it's year by year. Here's what it's going to look like back then, we would have said in 2008, 2009, 2010. Well, now you're looking at it and saying, okay, now here's what you're going to look like in 2025, 2030, 2035. And we go one year after another. Here's your total tax based upon the current laws. Now, if we have a strategy in place, yeah, it means that we're going to pay some tax, but I'd rather pay tax while the Jobs Act of 2017 is still in existence, where we got two more years, where we can uh, open up the brackets, pay a lower tax today, get it into a position where we never, ever pay tax again on that money, and then that money never causes tax on my social and I never have to pull it out of that account if I don't want to. Mm. Because a Roth IRA, McGraw, does not require you to take out a distribution if it's your Roth IRA. If it's a beneficiary IRA, there's different rules when it comes to that. Um, but for your Roth IRA, there is, there's no mandatory requirements to take anything out. But if you do take it out, it's fully tax-free. And it doesn't tax your social as long as you satisfy the rules of the five-year waiting period or you're at least 59 and a half, whichever is greater. All of these rules in which Kevin knows, like the back of his hand, we've never heard of or heard and can't remember them. It's so confusing. Our brains don't work this way. This is why February 20th is important. You'd work on the whiteboard. You work on the white uh, board and you sort of do, make these examples. And it's a great way to get introduced into you and the company and the other advisors. February 20th, 314-641-1010, or the website whenretirementhappens.com. Okay, so I was at a uh, meeting this this week, and I was talking to a number of very influential business people around town that if I mentioned their names, people would, would know them. And this one uh, CEO uh, told a story where they have a 25-year-old daughter and the 25-year-old daughter it was paying the minimum on her credit card. And the CEO was talking to his daughter and was like, don't you understand that if you pay the minimum on your credit card, you'll never pay it off and you'll be, <laughs> right, this, this interest. And the 25-year-old daughter, this is the, from the CEO's words, said, what? What? Int- what are you talking about interest? What do you mean interest? So the 25-year-old didn't understand the basics of how credit cards worked. Oh, wow. Then they told another story about how they met with um, a couple who uh, combined made less than $100,000. And when they retired, when they went to retire, they had over a million dollars in the bank. And the very next couple they met with, they made a half a million dollars combined. And this second couple didn't have any money for retirement and was up to their neck in debt. And they were trying to explain that financial literacy is a real problem in America. Yes. One in which everybody has a problem with. And But the whole crux of this conversation was people don't ask because they feel ashamed. They don't want to know they don't know. So this financial literacy continues to be a problem because people know they don't know, but they're afraid to raise their hand and ask because they should know, but they don't know. Yeah, you know, um, money's kind of like this taboo kind of subject, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's it can be very awkward, I think, um, because 
you know, we want to keep up with the Joneses and yeah. what have you. Um, but I can tell you, um, my clients, um, there's a lot of them that didn't make uh, over $100,000. You talk about that year. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you're a good saver. Good savers. Yeah, good, yeah, good saver doesn't mean you make a lot of money. It's living within your means. It doesn't mean living without. It just, hey, I'm going to live within my means because I know one day I'm either going to be retired or I'm going to be forced to retire because I lost my job or my health changed or what have you. We don't know when those things happen. Right. And if we don't have enough money to do the things that we need to do because those things happen, there's only one person to blame. It's not the government. It's yourself for not saving properly. Now, there could be many exceptions to what I just said. Sure. Right. Which I definitely understand that. So I want to make sure that I say that. But financial literacy is a a big problem. Um, It's not taught in schools. Um, I think when I went to school, we might have had something about balancing a checkbook. Um, But but I don't even do 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 kids today. I'm going to say kids. Do younger people today even write checks? Do uh, do adults (laughs) balance checkbooks or do you balance your checkbook? By, by checking the balance in your checking account. Yeah, I have a lot of clients that actually do balance a checkbook. Um, I do not balance my checkbook. Um, I know how much money's in there, and right. I don't really write many checks anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, not, I think we probably write uh, maybe uh, seven checks right. a, a year. Okay. Um, though while my wife's had surgery, I've been writing checks. She's the one that takes care of all the bills. I've been writing <coughs> checks recently to pay some of the bills. And I'm like, I don't know her system. So I'm just going to write paid on it by this check, by this bank. And here's the amount. I'm going to put it in her book. And then she could take care of it uh, when she gets healthy. But I want to make sure everything's paid. But it would be nice to have these things. I mean, in high school, I did have a class, um, which I don't really see it anymore. doesn't mean that they're not there, uh, that we actually learned how to do tax returns. I bet. And it was it was a very fun and interesting class. And I think I think everybody doesn't need to know how to do the tax return, but should understand the taxability of the different types of income that you could possibly get. Um, There's many people that um, own little bitty small businesses, may not make a whole lot of money, but they don't take full advantages of the opportunities that they have to be able to write things off. See, as a business owner, you can write things off um, that you cannot write off as a um, as an individual just right. doing a W-2. So it's much harder to do tax planning when you're working for a corporation getting a W-2. That completely gets thrown out the door when you retire because taxes are completely different. And that's what this workshop's about is to teach people yes. how to control your taxes. Yes. And and you think about that and you extrapolate it. So a 25-year-old daughter of a CEO doesn't understand uh, credit card interest, which she, you know, never exposed to it, never been, been taught it. Why would she know unless somebody explained it to her? Right. And so she's then going to be 30. She's going to be 35. She's going to be 40. She's going to have matching 401k, and what does that actually mean, really? And what about this and the Roths and the IRAs? And all of a sudden, when is she going to get the understanding? And how do you save? How do you even know to save if you don't even know? I mean, that's a real problem in this country. Right. I mean, saving at a very young age um, 
it's not really about the amount that we're saving. I mean, it, it, ultimately it is, but it's really, really about the time. Yes. You know, compounding interest over time. Um, I think I saw it one time, and I'm, I know I'm going to get this wrong, but it was in college, and I didn't see this till we got to college, and it said, if you save $2,000 a year for 25 years over time at a certain interest rate, you'd have a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away by that. But I was really blown away that if you delayed that uh, 15 years, how much you would have to save and how long you'd have to save would be much greater uh, to get to that million dollars. It's the time. Because remember, I mean, you have that interest in there and it's compounding and it's getting bigger and bigger. And this is your accumulation phase, which is not an area that we work as an accumulation. We work in distribution. Um, So all of our clients have already done all of that. Uh, But I agree 100% that our schools could use a little bit more training um, or parents could use a little bit of training to train their kids. Well, and that's why it was it was so perked up my interest because you keep saying, look, I, I deal with people who forget how much money they made. It's how much they saved. Yeah. And you, you've told me time and time again that people come in with a very modest job, a very middle-class job. They raised four kids, and they got $3 million in the bank. Yeah. And, and you have somebody who comes in who's a high-powered executive, and his wife does this, and they come in and they're in debt, and they don't have a whole lot of savings, and there's not much you can do for them. Yeah, uh, one of my clients, um, he came in, and he goes, Kevin, were you talking about me um, last week on the show? And I said, well, I didn't use your name or anything like that. He goes, but I said, yes, I was talking about you. I said, because I am so impressed by what you have accomplished. You know, looking at your income on your Social Security statement, um, you never made more than 30 grand. And, you know, that was the height. Most of the income was well under 20,000 bucks. And you saved a million dollars. None of it was inherited. You saved a million bucks. And it wasn't that he was saving large amounts of money. It was the time he had on his side to be able to accumulate the assets that right. he had. Well, now... Um, he had a tax problem. That's why he came. That's why he came to me <laughs> right. because his minimum distribution was going to be greater than the income that he made at the peak, and his tax bill was considerably going to be much, much higher than he's ever paid in his life because right. most of the time it was zero. Well, and so these people who are kind of in the know, a little bit in the know, listen to uh, a half-hearted sort of generalization about retirement, sits down with their advisor. Asks the advisor a tax question. The advisor says, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I can't answer that for you, because this was me." Oh, sure, right. You're not allowed to. No, I'm. This is exactly what I need. You're not giving it to me. I need to go find somebody who can give me this information. Exactly. You know, but I'd much rather someone tell me I don't know than somebody tell me an answer that's completely wrong. And right. Then I do, mm, and then I get enough. completely messed up. But you're right. Um, we're many financial advisors don't do tax planning. And I've always said it, that if you don't have a tax plan, there's no way you can have a financial plan. So if you have a financial plan, you have to have a tax plan, which is going to be the first thing that you're going to be able to figure out or that you need to figure out before you figure out everything else. Now, don't get me wrong. Your goals and everything else and your budget and everything is a lot more important, right? Uh, you got to do that first, but you have to figure out, okay, I've done this lifetime of saving and I've saved into all these different types of vehicles. 
Okay. Now I'm at the point of retirement and there's a good chance that everything that you saved in all these different vehicles, it's going to be completely different inside of retirement on where you need to save your money. Um, I think that it needs to be liquid um, because of the different tax strategies that we utilize. Um, it's hard, it's hard to do that when you lock things up. And that's why I always say, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent against annuities and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not, I think they, they belong in, in, in a, uh, in some plans for some individuals, but it hurts the ability for us to do the tax planning because annuities have surrender schedules. And if you're still in that surrender period where you can't take out any money, the money you take out has a penalty against it. Now, sometimes they allow for like a 10% free withdrawal or something like that, but you're still limited to 10%. Right. And so we don't want to put any limitations on our clients with money that we're going to need to utilize throughout retirement for living or to do a tax strategy. I'm more convinced today than the day I met you. Um, and when I met you, I knew you can't do this alone. You got to have somebody who knows, who lives this, who's in this space. Because the regular Joe who's busy doing whatever it is, raising their family and living their life, needs to go to somebody like you who knows this stuff, who knows the ins and outs, who knows the the if you do this, X, Y, and Z happens down the line. The common man who's busy living his life and not in the space just can't do it on his own. Yeah, I mean, it's like me trying to do my own electrical work or plumbing yeah, or something right. like that. I mean, hey, could I fiddle my way through it? <clears throat> Absolutely, I could. Is it going to be correct? Probably not. Right, yeah. <laughs> will, will the light come on? The light will flicker. So, yeah. Could you start a fire? Absolutely. No, that's it's a it's a I, I know enough to say go get help. Yeah. Go get help for something like that. You know, even things like simple painting, you know, you're like I'll have friends that say, you know, we painted our room and you know, and I'm like, Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, it looks I, it. Yeah. I, can, I can tell you painted this. In <laughs> terms of electrical, I can turn the light on, I can turn it off. After that, I need a professional. Yep. If you want me to help you figure out the breaker and flip them off to to uh, figure out what turns off, I can do that. Right. <laughs> Hold that thought. I have another comment about this meeting because it was really very oh, interesting. Okay. That's Kevin Lloyd. February 20th is the tax seminar. You want to go and get educated. You want to go and see just what is being missed out or what is capable when it comes to your investments and taxes, when it comes to retirement, how much Kevin Lloyd can help you avoid paying taxes with forward-thinking tax strategies, how you can incorporate your Social Security and everything else. Uh, Kevin Lloyd, February 20th, 314-641-1010, 314-641-1010, or the website whenretirementhappens.com. Back in a moment, Big 550 KTRS. KTRS. Happy uh, February. Okay, so we often say on the show, Kevin Lloyd, that um, when you talk to your financial advisor, uh, you ask them a tax question, and they say, sorry, you have to talk to your accountant. The reason why they do that is the liability. They don't want the liability of giving you a tax answer to which they would then be on the hook for the information. If it was wrong or whatever else. We've often talked about that, where you... And your company and Legacy Wealth Advisors, you embrace that tax strategy. You accept the liability. You understand the liability. And so I think you work a little bit harder to make sure that it's correct, <laughs> the right information because you're on the hook for it. Yeah. Right? You don't go to a plumber to get a heart transplant because 
the plumber would have liability. You go to a heart transplant because you want your heart fixed. Right. They take on the responsibility of doing the hard work. So in this meeting I was at the other day, there was a uh, benefits package executive. So these companies that, right, they, companies hire these executive or um, these benefits package people, and they come and they teach the employees about 401K and your health insurance and, right, all these other things. Gotcha. And so the the gentleman who worked for this company said, I don't know if people know this, but they've changed the W-4 form. Is that right? That when you sign up for a company, you, you fill out the W-4. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. They said they changed the W-4 form. And the employees are coming to the employer saying, How do I fill this out? This is, this is a different form. How do I fill this out? And the companies are saying, I'm not allowed to give you information. Yeah, you got to go talk to your accountant. You have to go talk to your accountant because of the liability of it all. And I was like, bingo. Yep. So now you have these employees who are looking for help and being told, sorry, I can't help you from a company that's trying to help their employees. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't want to take on the liability of helping their employees. Well, it's complicated, right? Because your situation is different than my situation. Right. Right. Or somebody that is working for that XYZ corporation might have a wife working for another corporation or a husband working for another corporation. And you actually got to kind of incorporate all of those different incomes when you're looking at filling out that W-4 form. Right. Uh, it comes in play also in retirement as well, too. And uh, there's certain times that we have to fill out those forms. Or let me re- rephrase this. Our clients bring those forms in for right. like pensions or some annuities require them now. And, and I help walk them through the form uh, to, to help them out uh, to figure out how much tax they actually should withhold uh, from either their work income or their pension income or an annuity that might be coming out. But it can get complicated, especially the first time you see it. It can be a little complicated. Sure. But when you filled out many of them, it just gets easier. But that's time. it. So, so, imagine so, companies don't want to take that liability. So you've seen this is a problem that you've run across, or people have uh, come to you. Yes, um, I would say the vast majority of uh, our clients that get one of those forms from some other company um, are calling me up saying, "How do I fill this out?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they're working for you. And not some other company that says, sorry, go. you're on your own. I, I'm not allowed to help you. Right. And, you know, the other thing that I get to, McGraw, is uh, my clients, um, like, a, like a newer client, uh, might come in and say, okay, I've been paying these quarterlies. How come you don't have me paying quarterlies? Yeah. And I said, well, because you don't owe any tax. <laughs> but, but I have the same amount of income. No, I understand that you have the same amount of income, but remember, we did this and we did this, and because we've done all of these things leading up to this point, now you don't you don't have any tax, and, yeah. and it's like a light bulb goes off. But you get so conditioned um, to pay these quarterlies or do whatever it is that we're doing that you think you always got to continue doing right, it. Right. So even though they went through the plan, you sat them down. They're implementing the plan. Still in the back of their head was, I got to pay these quarterly. I have a quarterly estimate that I've got to pay. It's, it's, we missed it, didn't we? Well, no, you didn't miss it because you didn't know it. Why didn't I owe it? 
because we didn't create any taxable income that we would require you to fill out. Because you, we've we used forward-thinking tax strategies to the point where we've we've reduced your tax bill, so you don't have to pay it. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it takes a while for all of us, and that amount of time is uh, going to be different for every person that, that you talk to. Uh, for it to resonate. Right. Sometimes I got to hear it a hundred times. Sometimes I got to hear it just two times. You know, everybody's going to be a little different when it comes to um, things, especially when it surrounds around taxes, because it, it can get very, very complicated. And, you know, with uh, Secure Act, Secure Act 2.0, the CARES Act, you know, uh, the infrastructure bill. I mean, there's so many different things that have been passed. I mean, I feel like there's been more things passed carrying around taxes um, in the last 10 years than there was the 20 years prior to that. Right. You know, um, it's constantly changing. And how do you keep up with all of this? It's tough. It's very, very hard to really keep up with all of this. You're a you professional. Imagine? It's your job to keep up with this stuff. It's almost impossible for people who's not a full-time job. Right. You got a full-time job doing something else. So the last thing you want to do is try to figure out how all of this works. Right. That's why we teach people on how to do this stuff. And, and sometimes we have people come into our tax workshop uh, multiple times because it takes a little bit of time for it to resonate yeah. with people. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why in the beginning uh, you meet with somebody, you bring them back, you meet them again, you meet them again, you meet them three or four times and then come up with a plan because they need to sort of digest this stuff. They do, yes. And we have to make sure that we get all the data. See, our, we're pretty good at what we do. We're just not good at reading people's minds. And if we don't know well, you, you should be. Have, yeah, I know. Sometimes <laughs> I think that some people want us to. Uh, like, what do you mean? You didn't read what I'm thinking of here? Um, but if we don't have all the data, we can't build the plan. Right. Right? And, and a lot of times, and I, I get it. I, I'm 100% on board. I understand what they're talking about. I don't know you, and I'm going to hold some things back. Right. Right. But I will tell you this. The tax return doesn't lie, and it'll show me almost everything someone has. Unless it's deferred, um, I might not see that. Right. Um, but we ask enough questions to, to get things. But I'll go with the tax return. I'll say, you know, um, you must have stock in XYZ company. And like, yeah, how do you know that? I said, well, because I can see the dividends on your tax return here, or I can see the interest income that's coming in from that bank right. that you have something over there. And I can estimate exactly how much money you have in that account by what that interest paid that year. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and it cracks me up, but I've done the TurboTax tax <laughs> thing on my own, and I've had accountants. And I would never, ever, ever, ever lie to an accountant. <laughs> never, right? Somebody paid me $10 to walk the old lady across the street, right? I would, everything. I sat down in, in front of that TurboTax program and lied through my teeth. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, no, no, really? What? No, no, I don't. I, I, now, as I was doing it, I was like, you know, you're lying. Why are you lying to yourself? Yet you wouldn't lie to the accountant who was doing it. Oh, you were rationalizing. It was the weirdest <laughs> mind meld in the world. When you yeah. do your own taxes, uh, me anyway, I was lying through my teeth on the thing. You know, it's just like journaling food that you eat, right? I found myself when I was at my heaviest, I was starting to journal to make sure I knew what I was eating and what I was eating was wrong. But I found myself 
lying to myself. I knew the answers and I'm like, why are you, you're, this is you, you're the only person that looks at this and you're lying to yourself that you didn't put down those seven M&Ms that you ate <laughs> or you, you didn't even put down the bag of M&Ms. Let right. me rephrase that. Right. See, I'm already lying. <laughs> <coughs> it's so bizarre. And so when you're talking about your retirement, right, I mean, it's it's what we don't know. It's it, it, it's what we've been misinformed over. It's what we, we want to hear. I don't want to know the truth. I just want to be told a lie so that I can keep Isn't doing whatever it is I'm doing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. We, we do. Why is that? I mean, I would, I sometimes would rather ignore it. Yes. And not have to face it. And you worry about it, right? You worry, you stress over it. But when you finally go to the accountant and I do my taxes correctly, I feel so much better. Oh, yeah. So why am I continuing to make myself feel worse and lie when I can tell the truth and hand over the stuff and get it done and feel better? Yeah, I am a strong believer in letting the professional who's who does that for a living yeah. uh, to do those things. Because I know if I try to take my tool, toilet off and try to replace it, it's probably going to leak. Now, let's talk budgeting for a second. Give me a couple more minutes in in this segment. I know when people come to uh, sit with you and, and talk about um, coming on and you creating a plan, you have to have a budget. And you go chapter and verse everything. How much is the newspaper? How much is your Netflix subscription? How much do you do dry cleaning, right? I mean, you. how much do you give to your church? I know you go, it's a full listing of that. How many people, when they truly write down their budget, and don't lie to themselves, but truly write down their budget, Say, you mean I spend $400 at the convenience store to get hot dogs every month? Mm. Right? I mean, that must be an awakening that they're just not ready for. Well, that is another piece that people lie to themselves about also. Though when we are truthful, it is is eye-opening. Because, see, here's the thing. Okay. Um, You got $8,000 net coming in per month. All right. You filled out the budget. And your budget only shows that you need $3,500. Okay, so let me let me ask you this: um, If you're making eight, your budget's thirty five hundred. If I asked you to save four thousand five hundred dollars, could you do that? There's no way possible. Okay, <laughs> so so it's either um, well, I think we're probably just missing something on the budget. You know, you you got to be as nice as possible, right? right? But sure. you're like, it's either you're lying to yourself, um, and you're you want me to believe that, um, or you just don't really know. And I think sometimes it is that people don't really know. I mean, um, I go to Costco, right? And I have—I don't think I've ever come out of Costco without spending at least four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, right. And I probably have a bunch of stuff. I love going to Costco by myself. I like going to Costco by myself. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no like one to going, rain you it's in. Like, it's like Home Depot. You get to go up and down all the aisles and look at stuff that you don't really need, but you're like, oh, I could use that. Right. Um, I do that at, at Costco, and I think people – People forget about that. Yes. And now today it's more like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we can spend a ton and ton and ton and ton of money at Amazon and not really realize on how much all of this adds up because it's seven bucks here, twenty five yes. bucks here, a hundred dollars here. It all adds up. It's like the convenience store, like, oh, I just went in for a hot dog. Well, you go in for a hot dog three times a week so that all adds up yeah part it's part of your budget 75 bucks a month the budget is one of the most important parts of the financial plan because if we don't have the budget right 
you're not going to have the retirement plan correct because it's going to show a wrong number that you need. And then it also is going to throw off your tax plan. Right. Why is it going to throw off your tax plan? Because you said you needed $3,000 net and you needed 5000 And so we accounted for all of that. And we did the tax plan to account for all of that. Now you need an extra grand or an extra two grand. Now we're going to be paying taxes because we didn't account for it right. Um, so there's ways to catch all of this, right? You look at the net checks. You look at the budget. Right. See how much is in uh, money that's not in 401ks. Okay, because 401ks, it, that money never hits the bank account. It goes straight from work to the 401k, and then the rest comes to your checking account. So I want to know what comes out net into your checking account. And then we look at the budget. If there's a discrepancy, we know that the money's being spent somewhere, but we just don't know where it's allocated. It could be kids college it could be a wedding it could be a lot of stuff so sure. that's where we ask questions right. to try to well, figure and, it out and that's the thing i i think people um you know you're like oh do you mean my amazon account too you mean that that, that money member you, you have to get a, an accurate depiction of what you're spending or what you want to spend so that you can figure out your taxes on the other end. Yeah, and, I, and me, I don't care what people buy. I don't care how much money they right. spend. There's I no mean, judgment going it's, on. It's to each their own, right? right. Someone that needs a $50,000 budget may not understand why someone needs a $500,000 budget, okay? Right. It's completely different, and I understand that people spend money on different things, um, but we have to account for it appropriately because if we don't, the whole plan is out of whack. I had a guy one time, he said um, he was making about 200 grand net after taxes and after 401k contributions, and he told me he could live on 85,000. And I said, okay, all your money's in your 401k, all right? You got a couple million bucks or so here in your 401k. Uh, you're making $200,000 net. You say you can live on 85. Why don't we do this? Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that I don't believe you. Why don't we save the difference between the 285? I'll have you save $115,000. And if you can do this over a year and a half, okay, um, so 115 this year and then half of that the, the next year, then let's go ahead and retire. I can't save 115000 <laughs> Well, then you can't live on 85000 right. We don't want to lie to ourselves because what's going to happen is, is you're going to spend more than that and you're going to run out of money. Right. As a fiduciary, I have to be honest and say and ask these questions to make sure that we're building the plan correctly. Now, yeah, could I could I say that? Well, that's not my fault. They said they could live on eighty five thousand, so I took his word for it. Yeah, I guess I could do that, but I don't want to do that. Right. I want people to be honest with themselves um, because sometimes we don't know that we're actually lying to ourselves. I guess. Well, and if you want to uh, have a uh, true retirement enjoyment, this is what you got to do. I can't imagine people retiring without doing this. Uh, it happens all the time. I had another guy come You're literally flying blind. He retired. And he goes, I, I didn't hate my job. I actually liked it. But this this financial guy said I could retire. And so I said, well, why not? I'll just go ahead and retire. Well, three years later, he was in my office. And he realized that he was going to run out of money. And um, so he tries to get his job back where he was working before. You know what they said to him? <laughs> Right. No, he was making way too much money. And now they got someone younger in there that's, that's doing a decent job that they don't have to pay as much money to. And so he couldn't get his job back. So now what do we do? And we're going to be forced to work some job that we're getting paid hardly anything for. And now we're instead of working 10 or 15 hours a week, we're going to make work 40 or 50 hours a week just to be able to retire. Right. 
It's a. It's, it's sad. I, I can't. You, you can't retire unless you've got a plan. You can't retire. You can't walk away unless you know where where you're walking to. Yep, and that plan has to be measured and monitored several times throughout the year. See, you should call your financial advisor when you're going to go buy a car. Why should you call your financial advisor when you're going to buy a car? Because you want to make sure that that payment, if you're going to do a payment, fits in your plan. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that it makes more sense for you to buy that car than it does to lease that car. Right? Why would leasing be more important, be a better option than buying cars? I mean, there could be several reasons. And your clients do this all day long. Uh, my, not all of them call me all the time for these things, and I keep reminding them, go ahead and do it. You know, you got to be honest, right? right? But, but yeah, a lot of them do call. Kevin, does it make sense to buy it? Um, should I just take fifty grand out of my account to do it? Should I take a payment plan? How should I do this? And and sometimes now it might make more sense uh, to take the lump to pay, buy the car than it is to pay the seven or eight percent of right. loan interest that's on. But but again, you're their eyes and ears for them. <laughs> Seven or eight. at the office, 141 uh, and Highway 43. Uh, what day is that? Is that Tuesday? 1010 or the website? Well, when? Okay, it is a Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday, February 20th. It's also my sister's birthday. There's a couple of spots left. It's a great opportunity to go and sit down and have a conversation or watch Kevin Lloyd come up with some financial examples that may or may not be beneficial to your specific situation, but... When you sit down with him, he will then curtail it to your exact financial situation. 314-641-1010 or the website whenretirementhappens.com. You often talk about people who are close to retirement coming to you. I know that there have been many people who are already retired who come to you. And just because they've been retired for a couple of years doesn't mean you can't help them get on a better path for re- retirement. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as long as somebody's within five years of retirement or already retired with a half a million dollars of assets, um, we're more than happy to try to help them. Okay. And some people say, Kevin, why are you picking a half a million dollars in assets? And and the, and the reason is, is that at, at a certain amount of assets is when we start to run into more and more tax complications. Right. And so we use a half a million dollars um, as that mark uh, because of the tax liabilities that they could pay versus someone that only saved a hundred grand or $200,000. Because usually you're not looking at uh, big tax issues at a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars of savings um, like you are with 500,000. Though those individuals could still have some um, tax issues and they could still get to a tax-free retirement. Um, we have to pick a number and that felt like the best number for us right. um, to help individuals out. So um, and we want to help everybody, right? Our opportunity is is very large uh, to help everybody out there, but our capabilities, right? Um, we can't, unfortunately. Well, they just don't have enough there to use the strategies. Right. And, and our capabilities to, to try to help everybody, it just is not possible. Right. Right. Um, so we specialize in working in one area of, of people's lives, and that's basically retirement. And the reason is, is because I think many financial advisors are more geared towards selling products and building what they would call a plan. Uh, by selling those products instead of actually building the plan around the client. 
and putting the correct type of product that you need in there. And product could be anything. When people think products, they think of, oh, they're going to sell me an annuity or they're going to sell me a life insurance policy. No, that's not what we're talking about because it could be advisory accounts, um, could be stocks, it could be ETFs, it could be mutual funds. And if you don't know what they are, um, you know, I don't have time to explain them all right now. If you don't know what they are, call Kevin Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's compliance. You know, you have to make sure that uh, you're saved everything within a compliance realm. Uh, for people. And I believe before you invest your first dollar, you should have a plan. Yeah. Okay. Now, am I that person that builds that plan for that person that's saving that first dollar? No, right. I'm, I'm not. I mean, we, we, we don't work with people in their twenties and thirties. Um, though if somebody retired at 35, that would fit them, would fit the mold. But it's very rare that you'd see someone retire in their twenties or thirties right. or forties. Usually, right. it's fifties, sixties, and sometimes seventies. Yeah. But it's it's finances, it's taxes, it's social security, the strategy on when to take it, how to take it, if we should take it, should we delay it? All that that's incorporated with all that. Whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, the Affordable Care Act, if you're below sixty five, I mean, there's a, there's a wide variety of things you touch. Because it deals with taxes and investing. Right. And if we see, like at McGraw, if we select the wrong option when it comes to Social Security, it could set us back. If we select the wrong option with our pension, that could set us back. And many, many, many people um, and many advisors look at trying to take that lump sum option from the pension instead of taking monthly checks. They, some pensions give you this lump sum and right. say, okay, we're, we're done with you. The pensions love doing that. Why? Because they don't have any long-term liability for you. It's here. You signed the form. You took all the responsibility yourself. And um, sometimes that makes sense. Um, Sometimes it does not make sense. And uh, more often than not, I've I've been noticing, especially recently with the interest rates going up, that it makes more sense to take those pensions more on a monthly basis. Okay. Um, But you want to make sure you have a viable company. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. There's a a million different options to making that decision. Yeah. Do I take my single life option only? And if I die, my wife gets nothing. Or do I take a joint and survivor option where if I die, she gets the same check as me or 75% or 50%. It all has to be worked within the plan. And if we both have pensions, Okay, well, one of those survivor options will never, ever be utilized, right? Right. Because if I die, my survivor option will go to my wife, but she still has a survivor option that will never come to me because I'm not here any longer, right? Mm, So you have to incorporate all of this into the financial plan. Um, And then also, I think a lot of times it depends on the amount of the pension as well. Also, you know, based on the people that we work with, you know, if one of them has a pension for like a hundred bucks a month, we might not even do a survivorship option on it because a hundred dollars a month isn't going to make a difference in the people that we work with plants. Some people it will, don't get me wrong, but it might might, might not make sense to do that. Here's where it all starts. February 20th at the office at Great Tax Seminar for you to get a sense of what it's all like. Kevin Lloyd, Legacy Wealth Advisors, 314-641-1010, 314-641-1010, or forego the um, seminar and just make an appointment and start to have a conversation. Uh, you'll be glad you did. You, you can thank me later. 314 <clears throat> or the website whenretirementhappens.com. Kevin Lloyd, good week. Yes. Stay warm. We're in February. We're in February. Wow.
And we'll uh, see you next week. Take it easy. Bright and early, Monday morning, 6 a.m., Big 550, KTRS. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.